Today is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. It marks the anniversary of the Second World War liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau, the most notorious of the Nazi death camps 77 years ago, and the memory of more than 6 million Jews killed and millions of others killed by the Nazi regime and its collaborators during the Second World War. Well, today, a warning from world leaders about a pandemic resurgence of anti-Semitism and why the lessons of the Holocaust cannot and should not be forgotten. Joining me now is Michael Levitt. He's the president and CEO of the Friends of the Simon Wiesenthal Center for Holocaust Studies. Welcome. Ben, I, I appreciate you having me on on uh, uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And it's uh, I, I think I, I, I'm pleased to be here, uh, obviously, on this difficult topic. What does it symbolize to you as an individual? You know, I, I, I think for me, the the, uh, the the importance of this day is in memory, in remembering, uh, and remembering this absolute worst and darkest chapter in you know in human history. Uh, the the murder of one third of the Jewish people, along with countless other minorities, um, and that's what makes today uh, so poignant and so important, uh, especially as we look to the future. I know, I know that, you know, as of many things that happened in, in, you know, 60, 70, 70, 70 years ago now for the, for the liberation, that so few survivors are here to tell their stories. What difference do you think that makes and what, and what onus does that place on others to, to remember for them? I think that's a very good question, Ben. And, and there's no doubt that the survivors now in their 80s and, and, and many in their 90s are fewer in number but I, I have the privilege of working on an almost daily basis with so many of them uh, who are still, even in their old age, committed, absolutely committed to teaching. Um, and they have a passion for their engagement uh, with um, uh, young people, with students. Uh, you know, we, we just see it every single day. And I think that the responsibility is on all of us, all of us to be able to embrace those survivors while they're here. In many cases, we're really blessed to have their children and grandchildren, uh, you know, second and third generation survivors who have picked up, um, you know, the mantle of their, of their, uh, of their parents and grandparents. Um, but I think it, it is an obligation that we all must hold as sacred uh, to be able to continue teaching, educating, um, you know, Canadian youth, because we see the diminishment of an understanding of the reality of the Holocaust and its implications on us as a society more and more and more each year. And that's worrying, Ben. That's really concerning. And you wrote an opinion piece today very much expressing those concerns uh, about the need for education Tell me a bit about what you were, the point you were trying to make and where you see the cause for concern these days. So I referenced uh, a study in my article in the Toronto Star today, which had just come out, actually, an organization called Liberation 75, which we, uh, which, uh, we work with uh, uh, frequently. And the, their central finding was uh, that uh, one third of, uh, of students question whether the Holocaust ever even happened. And it was a survey both in, in, North, in North America writ large, um, actually with the majority of the engagement being of Canadian students. And I think this rings true to what we see. And that is, um, again, a diminishment 
of understanding the further we get away um, from the Holocaust, uh, the, the less and less the bonds and the understanding. And most concerningly, I think that, that um, so many people are picking up their understanding of what the Holocaust was or, or you know, casually sort of engaging with the topic through, through um, venues like social media or gaming platforms. And that's especially true um, for, you know, Canadian youth. They're, they're, they're on social media, they're, they're kind of on gaming platforms, they're seeing it in um, popular culture, movies, etc. And that's what they're kind of getting as an understanding. And we know how skewed that can be. And we know it's not a thorough and, uh, and, and true telling of history and, and, you know, I think more than ever, we need to make sure that we're bringing those resources, um, you know, through our school boards, through our curriculum, um, through organizations like Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center, but a number of others, too, that are working with students, bringing in Holocaust survivors who are providing first person testimony um, to make sure that the reality of this horrific chapter in human history is brought home uh, and uh, that those lessons uh, sort of uh, percolate and uh, are, are clear to the next generation. I was reading a quote today from, uh, from, from articles covering the commemorations going on in Europe, and one person referred to the pandemic as an accelerant to burgeoning anti-Semitism there. How do you see that? And where are you seeing any evidence that, that the last few years has perhaps pushed society in the wrong direction when it comes to recognizing the horrors of the Holocaust? Well, we're certainly seeing in Canada and globally um, a deeply concerning rise in anti-Semitism and in anti-Semitic incidents writ large. I mean, that is, we're seeing it in the numbers from StatsCan, Statistics Canada. We're seeing it in locally here in Toronto, the Toronto Police Service reports. Organizations like B'nai B'rith Canada also do an annual audit. But in particular, part of that is an incredibly concerning rise in Holocaust distortion and Holocaust denial. And you don't have to look very much further than images, um, both in Canada, the US, and, and, you know, and in Europe, of um, demonstrations, particularly around the issue of, of COVID, um, where yellow stars and swastikas and comparisons to Anne Frank and the Holocaust are becoming a norm. And that is very much under the category of Holocaust distortion, taking the symbols of the Holocaust, those symbols that have evoked and, uh, you know, the, the, the true tragedy of that period in time, and they're now being applied for political reasons to other incidents. Now, don't get me wrong. It is very important in a democracy, in a thriving democracy like Canada is, that people have the opportunity to um, debate public policy, to, you know, share their opinions, to have an open discussion, uh, you know, of any elements of what are happening in society. But when we see those symbols, when we see comparisons of people having to show a vaccine certificate to get into a movie theater or to go about their business, to the yellow star worn um, by Jews in the ghetto, um, which was a mark, a mark on their, on their, over their heart, uh, you know, that they were going to be taken to a concentration camp. This is deeply concerning. And honestly, it, it desecrates and distorts the memory of one of the worst crimes against humanity. And uh, I think that is very important. It's important that we understand the misuse 
um, of the Holocaust imagery and uh, whether it's coming from a place of ignorance or hate that we address it and that we educate because that must not be the lingering impression that, that, that people get that, that the yellow star is about, you know, a, a vaccine, an anti-vax rally as opposed to being about the Holocaust. Michael Levitt, thank you so much for your insight on this and your time today. I really appreciate it, Ben, and uh, uh, thank you for having me on.